Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great <laughs> prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you. Because this is a wild ride. 
nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. I hope it was fun. I uh, hope it was great times. Uh, it is great to be back with you. Uh, I missed all of you. Uh, our shows last week were fantastic. As always, I want to thank my amazing guests and audience, uh, our amazing special guests from last week, uh, my amazing co-hosts, and uh, our amazing sponsors. And uh, I will say, um, for everybody that does not know, um, we are downloadable on several different platforms, uh, including Radio Public, Blurberry, iHeart, Stitcher, CastBox, Player.fm, iTunes, Spotify, um, TuneIn, um, so much more. I mean, we're, we're all over the place online, and we're doing so well, and thanks to everyone. Um, I also want to say we have a huge show tonight. We have so much um, breaking news and main things to get into that we will be getting into. Uh, Josh, my co-host, Halavate, how are you, my friend? Good to have you on. Doing real well. Doing real well. How are you? Good, man. Good, man. Josh out of Ohio, everybody. Um, and Valerie Greenfeld out of Washington, out of Washington D.C. or Maryland, but basically right next to each other. How are you? Good. Thanks, Rory. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Real pleasure. Um, and we have, I believe, uh, I2 Rizzuli. My friend, are you on? Of course I'm on. 
oh, man, this guy, this guy right here is a big deal. This guy is famous. This guy will debunk. This guy is a Muslim, and he will debunk anything about Islam. He will, anybody want to debate him on anything? He, he even said himself on our last show, I'll give you a million dollars if you can beat me in an Islam debate. Isn't that correct, IQ? 1.6 million. Exactly. And you, I mean, you, you've been on my show many times, and you talked about before how you fled from ISIS and Al-Qaeda, how you got the hell out of there, and you're in Europe in an undisclosed location, uh, you know, so they, don't, so they don't find you. Well, hopefully not yet. <laughs> you're a very brave well, you, man. Yeah, and and you've written books about this stuff. I mean, they they are, you know, so controlling. I mean, it's either you believe their beliefs and their ideology, or they or they kill you. Well, that's Islam. It has been like this for fourteen hundred years. Anybody who disagrees with them is executed or murdered. Yeah. By the way, look oh, at what it. happened in uh, with Khashoggi, the. Uh, the guy from Saudi Arabia, he went into the consulate or the embassy yep. and never came back. Yeah, now, now, now I, too, I want to ask you about that. Right? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, Valerie, I want to get into this because this was a huge story over the weekend and this past week about this journalist from uh, Saudi Arabia disappearing and getting killed in this, uh, the embassy he went into. And, you know, Saudi Arabia is saying they had nothing to do with it. King Solomon even met with Trump. What is your whole thoughts on this, IQ? You study this stuff very thoroughly. Well, first of all, murdering other Muslims by Muslims is a natural happening. It happens 1,400 years ago after Muhammad died. By the way, yeah. the day Muhammad died, Islam was split into half. Well, not half, into two factions. The Shia, who support only a Muslim who is of the bloodline of Muhammad, and the Sunnis who say, no, it doesn't have to be from the bloodline of Muhammad, but any Muslim who is 100% Sharia compliant and a good person can be Khalifa. So from that date on, for 1,400 years, they've been killing each other. Jesus Christ! I mean, it, it, it's nonstop. I mean, it, it, it really is. I mean, what what is your thoughts on how this all went down with this journalist? Do you think this was all a planned execution? I mean, who do you think is responsible? Well, to tell you the truth, it doesn't make sense that to kill somebody, you need sixteen people to go into the embassy to kill him. It's something is funny going on. Something is unusual, and I think Donald Trump knows what the answer is. This is why they released the pastor. Turkey released the pastor about the same time. What does Valerie think? What do you think, Valerie? You might be right. The problem is that, you know, we, we are trying to have good relations with Saudi Arabia right now. And um, the, the and you're a radical, that, Valerie, you're a radical Islam expert as well. So you know this stuff quite, quite thoroughly. Also. Well, I... I profess to be, but I certainly was don't have the access that you've had, um, you know, um, as a, a former, I guess, uh, Islamist. But what I'll say about the politics of it is that 
um, you know, Trump has to be very careful because it's a very delicate issue. We're trying to um, become, have better relationship with Saudi Arabia, as is Israel, and they can really help us with regard to Iran. Um, and it's, so it's a complicated uh, process. We don't want to have an issue with them, but on the other hand, you know, if they're killing our people, um, yeah. it's a big deal. Uh, we, apparently, the the president had ta- had spoken to the king, and he said he had no idea. He didn't know anything about it. Right. So, you know, I yeah. just don't have any facts at this moment. I'm hoping, you know, they'll be released and we'll hear. Um, but it's but Trump's in a tough spot, you know, because he's got to keep yeah. he's got to maintain his diplomacy at the same time. And, and I could be, I mean, you know, I could be wrong. But King Solomon seems seems like a pretty stand-up guy, like somebody that, you know, is pretty honest with Trump. They seem to have a pretty good relationship. So I don't think – I think King Solomon uh, – I, I want to believe that he's telling the truth. I hope this, was, you know, wasn't something that he was involved with because, uh, you know, there's uh, – that would not be good. I mean, we, we have – we've seen Trump go over to Saudi Arabia and be treated like a, a king over there. So, uh, you know, them doing this. Uh, would be a, a very bad idea. They don't want to get on Trump's, uh, you know, uh, naughty list. That's for damn sure. Uh, Dan Perkins, that what's your whole thoughts on this? Oh, go ahead, Valerie. Go ahead. That was the first place that Trump went um, when yeah. he, you know, his first foreign um, visit when he became president. And, you yep. know, although, you know, um, Mohammed bin Salman, Salman is saying he wants to reform, and I believe him that's not necessarily within his power. I'm not sure that he's going to be an Anwar Sadat um, type, but it seems that there's a lot more power beyond him that, that's uh, got different ideas. Dan, I'd Dan love to Thank you. Um, and, and hey, wait, real quick, real quick, Dan. Dan, I want to welcome you to the show. Um, oil and natural gas investor, foreign policy analysis, businessman, motivational speaker, radical Islam expert, and a contributor to Daily Caller, Clash Daily, Live Zet, Daily Surge, and The Hill. Dan Perkins, everybody. And Newsmax. <laughs> and and, and News. But, but anyway, who's counting? Who's counting? Um, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't said this in a long time, Roy, but – I want to go a different direction. I love it. Josh's favorite line, right, Josh? My favorite line. <laughs> now, so hold on to your seat, okay? Uh-oh, this Who sounds really like cares? buckle up. Who really cares? Have you heard any Democrat, any leading Democrat come out no. and tell the president no. what he should do? No. No, no. Okay. If if you haven't had any, they're too Democrats busy talking out, about Pocahontas. Yes, I understand. But but my point is, there there has not been we're any get outcry. That. What? I said we're going to get to that whole Pocahontas thing, but keep going. Yeah, but there so there hasn't been any outcry from the the Democrat any of the Democratic leadership. Even Hillary hasn't said anything. Zero. Nothing. Now. On top of that, what other government in the world has in any way, shape, or form uh, warned Donald Trump that he has to do something? Right. right. None. I mean, it's – yeah. And, so, and here, so who here, is this – who is this – Roy, who is this an issue for? Is it you? Is it Valerie? 
and I don't mean to, I'm not trying to be uh, flippant here when I say who cares, uh, human life is worth something. But my, my point is what we heard from IQ uh, just a few moments ago, at the time this man <clears throat> may have been killed, they released the minister. And what is the image of the minister? The minister, when he gets out of, his, out of the country and he's in the airport, what is the, what is the image that went all over the world? What did this minister do? He kissed the American flag. I think that the reason why there's no outcry, nobody wants to touch it. Because as IQ said, something's not right. I did an interview last week shortly after this happened. And this is what the, <clears throat> the reporter who was interviewing me asked me, I think it was last Thursday night. She said, quote, <clears throat> the Turkish government had the watch where they supposedly recorded what took place. And I said to her, wait a minute. How did the Turkish government representatives get into the embassy and take the watch off of this man's arm, smuggle it out, and take it back to Turkey? How did that happen? And you know what she said? Good question. No, nobody's asked that question. Nobody's asked the question. Now, I don't know what happened. I don't know that we will ever know what happened. And I'm not saying that human life isn't worth anything, but is this one reporter's life more important than what we have to do relative as a nation with Iran and what we have to do to support Israel and support Saudi Arabia? I don't think so. Bingo. Well, and so, I'm hearing that. Sorry, Dan. No, I'm just saying, so when I say who cares, I do that in a descriptive sense, not as being condescending. Because I, I, when, I, when I heard about this murder, if it, took, if it took place, the thing that immediately jumped into my brain, the visual image, was the beheading of the American reporter yeah. when Barack Obama was on the golf course. And he had to come in from the golf course to, to address the Daniel nation Pearl? about what had happened. Daniel yeah. Pearl? Yeah. So what I'm saying, but after after that first initial shock, as as ISIS continued to behead people, we became steel to it, and it was became a less effective strategy, and nobody said much about it. And what I'm saying is, there's something going on, and I think IQ is right. He has much deeper relationships than I do in this area. That. There's something we don't know. And if the king said to Donald Trump, I was unaware of it, Donald Trump's not going to call the king a liar. He's not going to do that because there are very important issues beyond the death of this reporter. And if it was a rogue person, either they're already dead or they will be dead shortly, but we may never know the actual story. But I don't see... A outcry from the Democrats. I don't see an outcry from anybody else in the world demanding that the United States do something against the country of Saudi Arabia. I don't see that. And because I don't see it, I agree with IQ. There's something we don't know. Well, the other thing is, 
I hear that this guy was a Muslim Brotherhood from Muslim Brotherhood, and Saudi Arabia hate you know they don't that's their adversary, and so that puts us on the same side with Saudi Arabia also because you know we're we well I wish we would fight the Muslim Brotherhood more than we do but um, you know that puts us on the same side and I think that's a really important distinction you know because then you know Trump could be damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Could be. But yeah, we'll know it's, more. One of those but things, it's one of those things where I it just can happen to anybody. I mean, this guy never thought his life was going to be taken away walking into the embassy with thirty people. I mean, this is this is absolutely just mind blowing to me, and it's it's scary. It's frightening. It's something out of a movie. Like it's a crazy like scene. Like um, Josh, go ahead. I um, I know you have thoughts on this. Yeah, you know, just to add simply, I do, I agree with everybody on the call. There has to be something else going on because, I mean, there would be an uproar from somebody. But, I mean, there's really an uproar from nobody. It's it's a very odd thing that there hasn't been more that's come out about it. And I, I would be willing to agree with everybody that, you know, there's something else going on. And most likely we'll never, I mean, it'll never come up again because, I mean, one, that's how the 24-hour news cycle goes, as well as... I just think I just think it's going to stay buried. By the way, is it I interesting? Uh, the death of one man, as Dan said, okay, it's still a death and a murder. But as we are speaking, tens of thousands of Muslims are being murdered by tens of thousands of Muslims as we're speaking. Look at Iran. They're doing it to their own people, especially the Arab in the southwest. Look what's happening in the Yemen. Look what's happening in uh, Syria. Nobody gives a damn anymore. As you said, we've come, we have become immune to the slaughter. Yep. I mean, it, it's um, it's one of those things that you know, I, it's terrifying. I, I, you know, and the whole. I don't know if this was a an attack from ISIS or this was a setup by the government or this was somebody that just went nuts. I mean, there, there's so many unanswered questions. It's just like the Vegas situation, uh, the, the big shooting. I mean, there's still so many unanswered questions over about, it's, it's about a little over a year later, but still I, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that unfortunately uh, on some of these cases that we never get the answers to. And you know, Rory, the bodies get buried fast with stuff like this. Nobody right, likes and, that, to and, sit and, on and you're right, about and this. it's always, and you know, the reason, Josh, and I want you, I want you to continue with what you're saying because that's good. But there's always something new in the headline, so it just disappears, you know. You know exactly, and it doesn't even matter if something else new comes up about the situation that's interesting. Even if we find out the information, a lot of it never really becomes publicly known. Um, so, you know, it basically even stuff that's fact a lot of times in situations where we didn't know the facts originally, if it's not a hot button issue, a lot of them just get tossed into the ash heap of history and, you know, basically are pulled out by people who end up being called conspiracy theorists. Uh, it's just kind of the way it is with the 24 seven news cycle. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing 
uh, it's an ongoing cycle. I mean, it's an it's an ongoing pattern with, um, you know, we we have all of these all of these things that people uh, still want answers to country's history and you know even in the world's history that uh, you know some of it's covered up, some of it's I mean, you know, there's so many different scenarios, and uh, it really makes you think. It makes you think for sure, um, because you know, conspiracy theories are, you know, there's a reason that people come out with them, because the, you know, they they don't trust the government, and they know the government lies to them. Very true. You know, I mean, I. I you know I have to I'll one one show, one episode I'll definitely have to do a whole segment on um, the whole Vegas thing and and you know because that whole shooting um, there's just so many things that don't add up and so many things that are odd about that and I you know I've said ever since it happened I thought it was an inside job and you know I you, you look at. <laughs> If you really look at the whole the pictures of of the of the crime scene and, and the videos they edited and then released later, I mean they they did so many things that were crooked, and then the hotel security guy, you know, disappeared for a while and then he came back. Like there's so so much weird stuff, and the MGM wouldn't even uh, you know talk about it. like they were very silent about it. And and which was even weirder is um, the police chief of the Las Vegas Police Department um, was caught on hot mic saying, don't say that. Don't say that. Like, saying what he can and can't say to the media. I mean, there were so many different things. I mean, I, I took pieces of paper and notes of everything that did not add up to that situation. And Dan, I don't know how closely you followed it, but I, I'll tell you, man, there's a lot of missing pieces to that puzzle. I can tell you well, that there's a a gentleman, John Guandalo, who followed it also very closely, and he was continuously reporting that um, that, it, that he thought it was an Islamist hack. Um, that the guy who uh, I forgot his name, the the guy who was attacking had Stephen Paddock. Stephen Paddock. Yeah, Stephen Paddock. That he had converted recently before the attack. Um, to to become a radical Islamist, and that the, you know that he was doing this for you know for Allah. So I I don't know for sure, but I know that when it comes out, and I think it will, it'll be on page twenty six, hidden at the bottom of the page, so nobody will know. Well, yeah, exactly. Dan, you had thoughts on it? Well, I just I I think that uh, I was thinking when when Valerie was talking about that, I was thinking about the shooting here in Florida with the, the yeah. sheriff. Same thing. Who, I think, I think uh, that was a whole, I mean, they, you look at, look at what Scott Israel did. He told his deputies not to go into the school. I mean, how can you not say that was not an inside job? I mean, there's so many different things there as well as I, I could go on all day about that uh, whole situation that that was totally, um, I, I believe a a uh, a government uh, you know situation. I mean, you know, it's getting crazy, and I believe that was some sort of thing the Democrats put together for gun control awareness. They tried to; it was like a stunt because if you look at Scott Israel and the ties he has, 
He has ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, and he also has ties to some of the dirtiest Democrats you can imagine. And, Dan, you can back that up because you know what I'm talking about. It, 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 it's, it, it's, it's gotten to the point in, in many of these situations we, we don't know for sure who the real players are. We really don't know. I mean, the, right. the, the, we know that there's, for example, we know that there's a new caravan coming in. But for the first time that I, I, that I, can, I can recall, somebody's finally asking the question, wait a minute. If it costs them between four and $6,000 to get, get somebody through, Where's the money coming from? Who's paying for it? If there, if there's, is if there fifteen hundred people in this caravan coming, at at five thousand dollars a piece, three quarters of a million dollars. Where is the money coming from? They obviously, if they're the poorest of the poor, they don't have the money. So, are they selling their children? Are they selling the girls into slavery? What are they doing? Where do they get the money? Is it being supported by Soros in the uh, in one of his orgs? So, so right. it's it's another example of questions that nobody's bothering to ask, and because nobody knows has doesn't know where to go to ask the question. We do know that that in the past, as these caravans have come through Mexico, that Soros organizations have sent representatives into Mexico to coach these people as to what to say. When they get to the border, so um, are they being paid to come north? Um, as one gentleman said, once they cross the border from Honduras into Mexico, they're now they're now in a place where they could seek asylum in Mexico, but Mexico doesn't doesn't give them, and they give them safe or what's perceived to be safe passage. To the United States, or at least to the United States border, and um, the president announced this evening that he's cutting off all aid if this caravan comes to the border. He's going to cut off all aid in, in Honduras and Guatemala, and um, and he's not he's not going to allow it to happen. But but again, we're not we as Americans are not getting the true story. About what's going on at the border We hear about the poor Coming from Central and South America What we don't hear In the, in the mainstream media Is the number of people that are coming in From China North Korea From Iran From Iraq From Syria That are coming up through the American South border These people have to Obviously either fly or take a boat from somewhere, get into Mexico and work their way up to the border. Why are, why are we allowing people from other nations to come in, and why is Mexico allowing people to come up from other nations and come into their country and then, and then take them to the U.S. border so that they can come in the United States? This is not just poor Hispanics that are coming into the country. It's people from all over the world that are coming into Mexico and coming up to the southern border, and yet we're not reporting it. We're, 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 we're focused on separating the children from their parents, and we don't know because they have no proof that those children are, in fact, their own children. We don't know that they've been sold. And uh, 
So I, I think there's a lot of things that are going on. <clears throat> Excuse me, that um, we're not getting the answers. Whether it's a shooting in Las Vegas, a shooting in Florida, people crossing the border, we're not getting it. And, and you know, it's and it's amazing to me when we look at trying to figure out who's paying for it, who's leading it. We have those people in the state of Washington that were attacking. I wrote about this in, in a piece that a veteran in a wheelchair was spat on and chemicals were thrown on him by an yes. Does anybody care yeah. about that besides besides me and, and a few other people? Um, doesn't happen. You, you don't. I mean, and so so. I guess I was. I don't know whether you saw any of you saw the interview with Donald Trump with Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes ah. on Sunday. Yep. Of course, I did. and I thought one and of the most telling, telling quotes that Donald Trump said. Real quick, real quick, Dan, before you continue, I want to tell everyone, uh, the audience, and everybody around the world. Uh, I would, I, I use, uh, you know, and so does many radio hosts and, and uh, uh, talk show hosts, uh, YouTube clips uh, for sound bites. Uh, but I, YouTube was down. Uh, for about an hour, and I was wondering what the hell is going on, and I was I was going to get all those clips, by the way, Dan. But and then I read a breaking news: YouTube has been hacked. It is down worldwide, so nobody can access videos. There's yeah, there's a like a big issue with it, and I'm just I, this has never happened. I don't think with YouTube. So I they're trying to somebody's trying to take over their network. It's crazy right now. Yeah, but, but go but go ahead. So what, what I was trying to say was in the in the interview last night, uh, Donald Trump said to um, to Leslie Stahl Leslie. what he what he learned as becoming president was how corrupt and, and evil vicious. and bad the vicious American press are. really is. Yep. He never realized oh, yeah. how how terrible the American press really was, and um, and and he said it to her, and you know, and 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 so uh, it was a terrific interview. I mean, he he, he I, I know that CBS took a lot of criticism from the left wing media for actually even running the interview with Donald Trump, but. Um, uh, it was a great interview, and he he took no crap from her and went on and and laid out exactly what it was going on, what his plan was, uh, and and that the, the media is just terrible. It's corrupt. So well, and she dished it out too. She really went for him. Oh yeah, Josh, your yeah. thoughts on Josh, your thoughts on all this. Yeah, I mean, just to touch real fast, I didn't see the whole interview. I just saw clips of it, but he sure did look himself in that interview. And he was, you know, even though even though he stayed himself, I thought he was very, you know, calm and collected the whole time. Which, you know, I think is honestly his his demeanor in that interview. I think is honestly going to help us coming up here in the midterms for the most part. There was a headline today on uh, late today on AOL that said that Trump is saying, if we lose the House in the midterms, it ain't my fault. 
And I, I, I can't think of a, a president, an incumbent president, who did has done more campaigning to try and right. maintain control of the House of Representatives than Donald Trump. I mean, he's literally right. been all over the country, and he keeps telling yeah. this story. And, um, and you know, uh, uh, IQ told me this afternoon on our, on our Tuesday afternoon show that he's, he's, he's really becoming convinced that there's it's going to be a red wave, uh, oh, not yeah. a blue oh, wave. Absolutely. It's going to be a giant red wave. I mean, it, it's going to really surprise Rory, people how much seats the red. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I, we talk, keep talking about, you know, the red wave, which I think is coming. Have you heard the word blue wave in, like, months? Because I haven't. Where, I mean, right. where's the blue wave And, and here, here's the thing. You're absolutely right, Josh. And, and even recent uh, news, sources, news uh, articles in the last few days from various news sources have said the Democrats in the last few weeks have lost so much ground and so much uh, of their lead that it's basically Republicans are in the lead in most places. Like Republicans have taken over. Yeah, I saw, I saw the, uh, the, the generic ballot today and the generic ballot. We got to do the turnout. Yep. Yeah, yes. What were you saying, Dan, and then Josh? I'm just saying that I saw uh, – polling data today where the generic ballot, uh, which a month ago had the, the, the Democrats up anywhere from 12 to 14 points, that as of today it was basically dead even. And um, that's m- more positive for Republicans than it is to Democrats because the generic ballot, like most of the polling data, is biased in their, in their profiling to, to uh, Democrats versus Republicans. Plus, so you don't I, want I, to admit it, that they like the Republicans. You know, we're we're evil, and so they may vote for us, but they don't want to admit it. Well, I've heard people say uh, it was in the last week. Individuals, just the the common citizens, saying, "I don't wear my red hat anymore because I'm afraid I'm going to get yes. beat up if I walk out with it." And yet, there That's are people funny. out there who are also saying, uh, "I don't respond to pollsters." Because I don't believe they need to know what I what I'm going to do, and uh, so when I give them, you know, give them an answer, I'm giving them the answer that I think they necessarily want to hear, but it isn't necessarily what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. But that's what happened in Josh, the presidential this, election. Josh, right, that's thought. why everybody you know, was so surprised when Trump won. Yeah, well, ahead, Valerie, just to touch on that, I think the media is, you know, just to touch on that shortly, I think the media is afraid of doing that again. You know, I think I, I think that's one of the reasons they haven't brought up the blue wave thing recently is because they know that it's getting really close and I and it's leaning Republican definitely. And I think they're afraid if they start pumping the blue wave thing more. You know, I think they're trying to force the Republicans to be complacent. And then, you know, just to add, I, I was at a meet the candidates night here locally for a state representative mm-hmm. seat here in Ohio, and there's yeah. an issue on the ballot right now uh, in Ohio that, you know, the whole Uh-oh. state is going to get to vote on. But these two, they asked the Republican and the Democrat about what they thought, and they both thought you should vote no on the issue. But the Democrat added something that was absolutely absurd. The Democrat goes, I don't think that any of these issues should come up ever. I think that decisions like this should be decided by the legislature uh, because the public isn't educated enough. And I was like, well, hold on wow. a minute. You're telling me wow. that I'm educated enough to pick between you two idiots. 
but I'm not I'm not educated enough to to vote vote the way I want. What on earth do you have to educate yourself that I don't have access to if I wanted to? Right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I do want to welcome uh, our special guest, um, California attorney, political activist, public speaker, and best-selling author, uh, Cynthia P. <laughs> Garrett. How are you? <laughs> Good. That's a little much, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And you're you're doing, you know, you're doing a lot of, um, you know, we're speaking about a lot of these, uh, you know, civil issues and social issues, and you're you're doing a lot of stuff on college campuses and dealing with a lot of the uh, drama going on and kind of, you know, uh, witnessing uh, all these, all this chaos and all of this left wing, uh, the nuts. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy. It's it's, it's insane. Yeah, it started on campuses, actually. It has been breeding oh, it for a oh, year yeah. and oh, year. Yeah. And I think part of it is this uh, idea that the uh, America's a patriarchy. You know, I want to say go to Bosnia, really. But that's what they believe and they teach, and they're mostly liberals on these campuses. The professors, the students, I mean, if you don't agree with them, they scream until you shut up. Uh, we've seen, I don't know if you've seen the Yale uh, video where the young woman was screeching her head off at one of the housemasters for saying that he trusted them to wear the you know proper Halloween costumes. She said, "This is my home. You made me feel unsafe." Wow! <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is what we're letting Jesus. out into the real world. Really? I mean, and you know, you've got these uh, Title IX rules that Obama put into place with a uh, heavily liberal and female faculty and the department of uh, the title nine department officials are usually, you know, self-selected. They're run by gender studies majors, victims advocates. So which way do you think they're going to go when they're uh, imposed preponderance of evidence standard, uh, you know, more likely than not, which way do you think they're going to lean? Right. And then they come out of there and they run, you know, they work in D.C. D.C. is run by children. It really is. I mean, I've been, I've met with hundreds of congressmen and they're all young and they're, you know, they're already brainwashed by this ideology. I don't know how long it's going to take them to get rid of that or if they'll always be that way, but it's very frightening. Can I ask you about, um, you spend time on college campuses, um, about University of Michigan, um, uh-huh. Because recently they've had, well, they had a vote in their uh, student government um, for BDS, and there was a, a bit of an uproar within the Jewish community um, on campus. There are maybe six, seven thousand Jewish students on that campus, and of course it's much, it's huge. Um, but the administration apparently didn't do anything about it, and now there's a professor who has tenure who um, refused to write a recommendation for one of the, his students to study abroad in Israel. He said he would do it until he found out what country, and then he said, oh, now I, no, I can't do it. Um, do you have any idea what could be done about this kind of thing? I mean, it seems that the administration just wants to pretend it didn't happen and do nothing about it. Well, they can't even stand up to the students when yeah. they throw speakers off campus and stand in front of them 
screaming so they can't be heard. I mean, it's not, you ought to look on in the Internet. Some of those videos are ridiculous where they're screeching at the top of their lungs the entire time. The campus, you know, the problem is I, I was a psychology major in college, and there's such a thing as positive reinforcement. And all these campus officials are sitting back and letting the monkeys run the show. They're not going to be able to have any control over it unless they, you know, put their foot down, and that's not going to happen. Well, even if the alumni and those that are paying these college, this college tuition um, complain, it, you know, what's it going to take? Well, I do think that the alumni have something to do with it, but not a lot. I know a lot of people say I'm not going to give to my, you know, alma mater because of the way they're, you know, treating things. But um, uh-huh. I just read that there's some Yale alumni that instead of giving money to Yale, there's like 350, I don't know if it was billion or million dollars to MIT. And my thought was, yeah, that's because they're <laughs> MIT doesn't have the crazies running around screaming at everybody. I don't know what they think. They think if they scream loud enough, they'll succumb to their beliefs. Really? Well, apparently that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. They're getting away that's with That's what them. they think. And you know what's happening? I agree with whoever was speaking earlier that, you know, these people, yeah, you might silence them for now. They might not want to deal with you screaming and, and the mob of justice, but they're going to show in the midterm. I, I really believe that. I think people are so angry. And women of my age, you know, I'm older, and I think this is ridiculous. They're like, you know, these women, what do they want? They want to be, they want special treatment. We, no, no, here's we, what it is. Here's what it is. You're talking about feminism, right? This is, this is right. I mean, this is really, this is really what it entails. They want to yep. be superior, anti-male. It's complete entitlement. It's complete. I mean, their whole philosophy is one of the most. It, it is probably the most ignorant uh, out there. I mean, it doesn't get any more uneducated and ignorant and out of touch than being a feminist. I mean, they, they feel like they can treat men however the fuck they want, and then men, uh, you, the men, you know, have to respect them regardless. You know, they have to feel, you know, like men, men are the enemy. I mean, it's, it's, sick, right. it's sick stuff. I mean, it, it really is. Um, and you have all of these, um, you know, left-wing groups that are talking about women's rights, women's rights, equality, equality. You live in America. What right don't you have? And, you know, we've already debunked the pay gap that they want to talk about, how men make more money. I mean, that, that's not true in some categories. So they are totally off. Uh, uh, they're totally off with their uh, – uh, with their numbers there and with their facts. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. The feminists, like, they don't know what they're talking about. And it's even been debunked, but they still want to continue to persist with that and to, be, to you know, carry on with that and, and keep that as on their agenda and as their motive because they don't have anything else. They, all they have is, you know, men are pigs. Men, you know, make more, make more money than us. Men, you know, have abused us abused women for so long and they get away with it, you know, and we can say whatever we want about men, believe women always. I mean, this it's just getting ridiculous. But I want to hear, yeah. you know, leaders of – go ahead, go ahead. Do you have thoughts? Well, no, you're absolutely right. And, in fact, current data shows that there are 2.5 million fewer men than women in college now and yeah. that the 
discrepancy increases every year. Women now earn the majority of doctoral degrees in eight out of ten fields. They make up the majority of law students now. Yeah. They also outnumber male students in, med- in medical school. In high school, right. their enrollment in STEM classes are almost it's almost equal to men. You know, and yeah. women make choices in their careers. I mean, nobody wants to admit that. You know, I'm married to a lawyer. We both worked in big firms, and I chose to stay home when I got pregnant with my second child. That was my choice. Right. I could be making as much money as he did, but I, I made the choice. And yeah. men are facing more challenges in the workplace now, too. Yeah, and I mean, you're, they hire you're a very – oh, yeah, go, no, ahead. go ahead, sorry. No, because, I mean, men are significantly more likely to work longer hours. They choose yeah, careers. Exactly. You know, they don't choose drama and theater. They work in more yep. dangerous jobs, which pay more. I mean, there's so many reasons for this, and people just want to throw it around. My generation of women, we want, we were feminists for equality. But that's not what they're right. doing anymore. They want special right. rights. They want to be treated like right. babies, and it's embarrassing. And you base you basically just debunked uh, everything that um, what was said in the Pell Pegaf thing. You're absolutely right. Those were all the things that were named. You know, uh, men work longer hours, women stay home because they have kids. There's so many different variables. And if you look at something really frightening, ever since. Uh, the Kavanaugh hearings with uh, uh, Wayne Garth from with Garth from Wayne's World, uh, Dana Carvey, uh, A.K.A. Dr. Uh, Motorford. Um, there has been rise in sexual abuse claims. Um, so these feminists are feeling empowered to a lot of them make up stories. Yes, sure, there's some that are telling the truth, but if you believe it or not, I think there was a study that said 60% have lied about sexual assault women. Uh, and you know they're they're and, and it's, it's scary. I mean, when it when it gets to this point where they feel that much, they want to be that superior. It's it's almost like, and I said this on my show before. It's almost like it's a trending thing. Like it's, it's like people are just doing it. So it's like people are copying each other. Like girls are copying girls. It's it's sick. I don't know what the rates are because nobody keeps good data on the false allegations, but I do know that there are more on campus. And the reason is it's easy to find somebody responsible. It's easy to make claims. That's what Betsy DeVos is trying to stop. I mean, all they have to do is show up and say, and there's a police, the victim. And if the the person, the the accuser acts inconsistently, gives inconsistent stories, they say, oh, they did that because that's what trauma does to them. Thoughts on all this. What are your thoughts? 
Well, the thought you, is, uh, um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can Hello. hear you. Speak Hello. up a little bit. Yeah. Well, well, my thoughts is is that the Bible said they would come down with great wrath when they know they have but a short time. Trump is about to win the midterm, so they're going absolutely insane and berserk because if he wins the majority in the Senate and in Congress, they are totally destroyed and all of his policies can get through. So they're trying to wipe him out right now. And I know that we're going through all of this here when all we got to do is return to the Constitution, which is the laws of God, and we will be safe. We got to have two witnesses to the same overt act, according to Article 3, Section 3, Number 1 of the Constitution, which comes from Deuteronomy 19, 15 through 19. No matter how many times you talk to me, I'm going to have that to say about them being able to bring these accusations. Because the Bible says, the accuser of the brethren will accuse us every day when they know they have but a short time, and they will lie before the people every day to destroy us because they are destroyed. So I know that it's not the regular white European Gentile women. It's not the regular black women of America. It's these people that want to hold us all in slavery. They're called Democrats. I'm sorry, Democrats. The Democrats. <laughs> Uh, the the uh, murdering the our dummy people, the, the dummy crap. Nobody don't want to say who they really are, but I'll say it is the East Indian, the Amber, Pakistanians. Not all of them, but the ones who call themselves <laughs> cast. They are wiping us out. They're like, oh my God, he's saying it. Oh, that's, no, you got to say what the truth is. I'm getting ready to put an article out about Colin Kaepernick. He's not a black man. He's an East Indian, and he comes from Ghana, where they slave traded us. His daddy was that. His daddy was a slave master. And he says he's from Cass. I got him on video saying he's from Cass, visiting Ghana, and admitting he's a slave master. His mother was as white as snow and a demon crap, and his daddy was a Ghanaian like Obama's mom and daddy. Same situation like Trevor Noah. Same situation on the late night show. Just like this other guy, um... Uh, Don Lemon, he is the same. None of those people are black people, and this and we're all listening to them because they are our strong delusion to make us believe that they're actually black people and white people, and make white people blame black people for robbing them and killing cops when all the people that are killing our our police officers are these East Indians, Arabs, and Pakistanis. And all these officers that are shooting black men that we find abhorring, I've searched them out. Every last one of them are East Indians. And like you asked me the other day, uh, Rory, when I was saying the difference between the Caucasian and the white European Gentile is magnificent. The Caucasian is the Caucasoid. Caucasoids are literally Canaanites. They're totally different from Gentiles. They don't even like you. But you put them together with the Asians or the Indians, the Arabs, and Pakistanians, that's where you get the word Caucasian. They are in perfect unity. They own everything. When you look on Obama's birth certificate, his mother's nationality is Caucasian. Look on a white European Gentile's birth certificate. It says, guess what? White. What's strange about that? Because white people are not Caucasian. Caucasians were the Maoris that that invaded them in Europe. Everywhere they went, they had to build walls to protect themselves from these Mongoloids. The Mongols and the Huns 
That those are the Caucasians. Look them up. These are the same murderers, bastards that's killing us now. Not all of them, because the Bible said every nation, kindred, and tongue will and can be saved. So I'm not mad at them, but I am upset with the nobles of them, the ones that's sitting in high places that are the demon crap, the, com- the people that created that crap. Right. Got our what do you? What do you? So wait, in now, now let me ask you. You're, you're, wait, you're coming to the, you're coming to the Trump rally in Arizona. I'm coming this week. I got some brothers and sisters coming with me. I'm gonna put up a. My, I got a little cash up. Maury Simmons, somebody help me to get to get up there. I'm just gonna get there and stay at the at the airport. I don't give a damn. I'm gonna help Trump beat the hell out of these people because. I love what Kanye. Well, I'll be. You know what? I'll be there. I got. I got front row seats because I'll. I'll be in line. Uh, at the er, very early, and uh, I always get front row because I know the exact time to get in line. So I'm the very first in. And uh, I was there last year, and I was literally right next to the stage. It was. It's the. It's better than any sporting event, and. Uh, Everybody knows, you know, my listeners know I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, Trump's coming back here on Friday, and this is the first time he's been back since, like, it's been, like, over a year, and it's just like, I've missed him so much, like, I, I mean, he is America's well, savior, he's gonna be there. this guy, he's gonna, this guy's the king. He's going to be there, and we're going to stand up there, and my fans are going to say, black for Trump, and thank yep. you, Kanye. That's and you killer. and me are going to say, CNN sucks. CNN, remember? We do the chant. <laughs> and it, oh no, you guys, you guys, no, you guys, you guys got to understand. This gets on live TV, and Jim Acosta is usually over there, and he starts whining because all the Trump supporters start chanting it really loud, and it just the whole arena starts. It's crazy. It's so fun. Fun. Stuff. Yeah, because I, I led that, I led that thing against him at other times, and I saw him at the airport, and he told me that. Uh, White, white, the uh, white Republicans don't like me. They're they're gonna they're gonna phase you out. They don't even like black people. I said we'll see about what? that, my brother. Whoa. Yeah, I I got a video of him at the airport. I I saw him at the airport. And he walked up behind me and made his little statement to me. And I didn't want to talk to him, you know, because I know he might try to say I threatened him again. I mean, he said I threatened him. All I said was CNN sucks. I didn't threaten you. And after he, he got caught by. Sarah Huckabee, she showed the video of him asking me to take a picture. If I threaten you, why why do you want to take a picture? <laughs> you guys crazy. If he ain't losing, Damn, her, Mike. I don't know who he is. So, um, Mike, so I'll be Mike, there, real quick, I'll be there first. Yeah, hell yeah, but stay, stay on the line, stay on the line. But I want real quick though, um, what's your whole thoughts on this whole se- the whole sexual assault thing and the the Me Too and the Fake accusations. Well, me? me too is, is oh. me too is absolutely obsolete because they, you can the Bible and the Constitution says you you must have two witnesses to the same overt act. You can't come in and say, oh yeah, he did it to me too. You got to have the two witnesses. Exodus twenty two ten in the Bible says if you don't have the witnesses, you cannot bring forth the accusation. Period. But. What we've done is we have faded away from the Bible, just like when Joash found out that the children of Israel had stayed away from the laws of God for so long, and he found the Bible and cried to find out how uncivilized they were for not knowing or remembering the law. And we start doing things that are right in our own eyes 
and we wipe ourselves right. out. And when you try to figure right. out what to do outside of God, right. when he says the law of the Lord is perfect, it must be perfect right. because that's what James Madison used to write the Constitution. Who the hell are we? Our forefathers know better than us. What in the hell are you doing, white people? You got the strength to stand up and beat these people's ass. I'm tired of this crap. This is insanity. We're letting them just beat us and whoop us. They're out in the street screaming. You know what happened when Paul? Paul was a black Hebrew, by the way. And you know what he said? I'm no longer speaking to you. I'm speaking to only the Gentiles. And guess what happened? It said the Asians, the East Indian, Pakistan's again, rioted against Paul and the Gentiles. That's what they're doing now because they see us standing up, standing together in unity. When they saw me stand with him in, in, in Arizona and they see Kanye West standing, they are rioting. They are going crazy. And when you look out there in the, in the, in the audience, those are, I don't see no black people out there rioting. And even when I do, when I go out there, if I find a black person, He's not a black person that's an ex-slave from America. He's always from Africa. I found, I found about eight of them, not one of them. Where are you from, my brother? Oh, Nigeria, my brother. You're not a nigga. Get the hell out of here. See, this dude here, out there acting like he's a black man. He's not black. Every one of these cats that shoot black brothers, you, oh, the white man is killing us. Well, what is the officer's name? Oh, his name is Norman Raja. Raja? What kind of name is that? You look him up. East Indian. You, oh, his name is uh, Officer Aliada. He shot man just with his hands in the air, laying on his back. Why did you shoot him? I don't know. What's that? What's that? East Indian. Braza. I go to court. His wife, his mother, everybody is sitting in the courtroom with full East Indian garb on. But you know what black people say? Man, these crackers killing us. It's not white people, brother. Is these people, they're deliberately causing strife between the black man and the white man. And until you guys wake up to it, the Bible says we will not unify. The Bible says the sons of perdition must be revealed and moved out of the way. Then the two brethren will come together. And guess who the two brethren is? The same people that Jesus said they were. He said, I'm here for the Jew and the Gentiles. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 13. And guess what? The Gentiles are so stupid that they don't know that they are originally Hebrews because their daddy was Japheth, and Japheth is the father of all the Gentiles in Genesis 10, 1 through 5, and he was the son of Noah, and Noah was a Hebrew. So all white people and all black people are the original Hebrews. That's why, Jesus, why, why would Jesus say, I'm here for the Jew and the Gentile? Why would Paul say the whole body of Christ is the Jew and the Gentile? We know Jesus was, a, it was a, a, a Hebrew, so in order for a Gentile to be a part of the body of Christ, he would have to be Hebrew. You just have forgotten who you are. You are lost. And we have to wake up. And when we wake up, it's all about the two brethren coming back together. Because right now, the middle brother, Ham, then got with the Ishmaelites and... Um, which is the East Indies, Arab, and Pakistan, and they have caused a rift. They have taken over our history, culture, and language. Black people and white people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Hosea 4 6. So we have to return to the ways of our Father, or God will smite the earth with the curse. That's Malachi 4 1 through 8. So I am here to be that guy to President Trump, the guy that just tells him the scripture, I don't want nothing. You can't give me nothing. I have never been paid by Trump. He, he's just always flabbergasted when he sees me. But I'm not. I'm You're not the leader of Black uh, for Trump, baby. man. You're everywhere on TV. You're on every headline. 
yeah, I'm there. But what I'm saying is I'm there. My purpose is not to get paid by Trump. My purpose is to get the policy from Trump so that I can be free to make money like a regular human being. You give me some good policy, get rid of these regulations, take these damn taxes down. I don't want to hear nothing about no food stamp. Give me my goddamn money. That's what I want. Let me have my money. Damn all that food stamp and welfare stuff. Give me the right to be free like the East Indians. They don't pay taxes. They don't have regulations. You go in their stores, they don't have operation license, business license. They don't have permits, nothing. None of the burdens that we have do they have. Oh, I, I, showed, this, I showed this to Kellyanne on Fifth Avenue one time. I said, you know this street? The Fifth Avenue is the richest street in the world. Only three white men own a building on that whole damn street. Winston, Tommy Hilfiger, every other house, I mean, building was owned by Versace, Pravada, Movado. Uh, everything was East Indian. When you hear the name ending in a vowel, it's almost always India, Kama Sutra, all of the names ending in a vowel. None of our white Gentiles own nothing. And if you know if the white man got a cold, the black man got the flu. So we don't have not a damn thing over there. Just these East Indians got everything. And when you go in their buildings, they don't have one permit. You go in Ten Towers, you go in Winston, they got uh, elevator permits, uh, permits and operation license all over the place. <laughs> you go to their buildings, I don't see a permit, not even in the elevator. They just do what the hell they want to do. You open up a restaurant, they'll bring a cart on wheels and just park in front of your place and sell falafel. <laughs> Unregulated, completely. They are free. So I say to them, yeah. for my white brothers, give me liberty. Give me liberty or give them death. That's all I want. You let me go. Or when, when the white man wakes up, we're going to whoop your ass. It's best to go and let us go before that gets to that point. Because white people are not going to take this crap much longer because they're angry. They're out there cussing you out, throwing rocks at you, hitting you in the head, running you out of a restaurant. Who the hell are these people think they are? Think they have this in my life. You better stop. Okay, don't repent and watch my foot be up your ass. They know not to come and talk to me like that. I go to restaurants. I go to everything. They come. They won't even say to all the cats, how you doing, sir? We just want to ask you a question, sir. Yeah, but you didn't say that to that other brother when you beat him up and ran him out the restaurant. I went to that direct same restaurant, and none of them came to me like that because they know I don't care who hears this. If you come up on me, I'm going to knock your ass out. And I don't care or give a damn how big you are with all this bull crap. It's eye for an eye, say it to Lord. If you put your hands on me, I'm whooping your ass. I'm hitting uppers and lords, and that's just it. I'm not running for office. I'm not trying to get a job from them, nothing. So you can't threaten me. You're going to lose your job right after I knock your ass out. I can lose that job. But right in the meantime, you out. So anyway, I'm glad to have been talking to you. Go ahead, uh, Roy. I'm, I'm very, sorry Very well, very well friend. said. Bravo, my friend. Bravo. Uh, I want to I wanna get back to you, Cynthia. I want a lot to talk yeah. to you about. But Josh, Josh go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's always a little bit difficult to follow uh, <laughs> after uh, after you blacked for Trump. But, you know, something I was kind of thinking earlier on in what you were saying was, you know, as, as, as odd as it does sound when you're talking about how there's a difference between 
you know, your black people versus these East, the East Indians that you always talk about. <laughs> I, it, it is interesting when I actually talk to people that are real black people like you're talking about versus the East Indians because there is a different conversation that I seem to have with people that are, that are actual black people like you talk about because they seem to be much more educated. They seem to be they seem to be smarter. They're able to hold a conversation. I can't say the same about people that are you know these the East Indian blacks that you're talking about. There is a distinction that I think is an actual thing, oddly enough. Oh yeah, they 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 really they really don't like us. They treat us bad. That's why I had a store brother in Jamaica. Not one black man owns the store. They call those guys coolies. They run the stores, the restaurants Ooh. in Haiti, Jamaica, Bahamas. No black people own nothing. But guess what? Strangely enough, no white people own nothing either. Because I told that to the tea party the other day. They said, oh, this this restaurant is owned by Umberto, and he's an Italian. So he, he's, a, um, he's a white man. I said, no, he's not. I just asked Mr. Umberto. He says he's from Sicily. And Sicilians, all of their names in in the bow, and he says, and I, I said it to him, and when you say it to him, they admit it. Oh, yeah, right. I am a, a, a red down the head East Indian gypsy who call, who are called East, they call them um, Italian Negroes. That's what they call them, because they're dark-skinned <laughs> people that live south of Italy. Those are the only people that, that all of the restaurants that they own and hotels they own, their names end in a bow. You know, like I just said, Versace, Movado, where in the hell is Caesar? Where in the hell is Pilate's store? Well, all of the names that end in the continent, who are the real Romans from Italy, don't own a damn thing. They're suffering like us. You go to Russia, all of the white people are broke. I've been to Russia. White Gentiles are broke as hell, but you go around the corner from the Kremlin, you see all these Arab-looking guys who call themselves the Russian Mafia. There you go. Rich as hell. How the hell are you getting rich? I thought the country was communist. They're the only ones that got money. You go to China, you see these certain Chinamen who look like they're regular Chinese, and you say, hey, are you you're Asian? I am not Asian. What the hell is wrong with you? He's upset. But when you ask him his name, his name is Zhang Hung or, or Su An or Bing Bing. Okay, those are the ones who are upset because those are real Chinamen. They are Chin men. China has been invaded by the East Indians, as I said, who turned it into a communist country, and they don't have to pay taxes. And the white, the ones that's over there, their names end in the vowels. So Bruce Lee, Bruce Lai, Kung Fu, Wong Fai are rich in China, while uh, Jackie Chan and Bing Bing got got arrested for not paying taxes and making movies, and they have to give all their money because they are 100% taxed because it's communism. And all of the ten men are broke as hell. All of the the uh, Asians are rich as hell. What in the hell is going on? And you come to America, you thought you were free from it. Your white ass is broke as I am. We are all broke together. But these goddamn Asians, they are rich. They get five thousand dollars a month to run a business. You go in their stores, the gas stations. They're open in the most remote places in the world. How in the hell can you survive out here? They're getting paid $5,000 a month from your tax dollars. What in the hell? Y'all better cut this out now. This is getting crazy. It's getting crazy, and we're going to go broke yep. as hell because they come over there, and then they join the Cherokee Nation. 
because they allow to do that because they are the same bloodline, same DNA, so they say. I looked all that up. That's coming out of my video about Colin Kaepernick. And these guys here, get over here, and they get, now they get $20,000 a month per person, per child, every month, while you have to pay taxes. Then they take all of our children's women, I mean all of our women's men, by telling them, because I've had this happen to me before, hey, baby, you, if you be my man and you have a baby for me, see, you'll be safe. But you have a, woman, a baby from that white girl there or that black girl, she's going to put you on child support to get a baby for her. But my baby from you, we can get $10,000 a month, you know, half breed. What? Right. It's got no wonder our white women think, and our black women don't have no man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you, had, I think you answered, Josh, did he answer your question? I think he did, right? I think he did. Uh, but stay on the line. Was, stay on okay. the line, though. Stay on the line. I, did, I, I want. I want to get. I, Cynthia, I want to get into a lot certain things. Um, but Dan, your your thoughts on all this, real quick. The one thing that I wanted to I wanted to talk about was following the 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 issue uh, of civility, and are we in a new uncivil war? Uh, and 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 women are are part of that. But my concern is, and I, I've said this uh, in the article that's at uh, Newsmax yesterday. Um, I am concerned that in fact there will be a red wave, and that the Republicans will win, con- continue control of the House, probably add to their polarity. Plur- However. I said to to Roy this afternoon when we spoke, or early this evening when we spoke, I have have grave concerns that I saw what happened in the streets of America when Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton and the political pundits were sitting at their news desks on radio and TV on election night and were just shocked that Hillary Clinton lost. And we saw the next day... Uh, we saw the riots in the streets in major cities as a protest against Donald Trump. My -hmm. concern is, and I say this in the article, that if the Republicans retain control of the House, that we were going to see an uncivil war, and I would fully expect to begin to see the left begin killing people. They won't as a reaction, they're scared to death. They're, and no, they're scared to death. Who's scared to death? The Democrats or the Republicans? No, the the Democrats. Because if once the black man and the white man stands together in unity, the Bible said a great fear would fall upon them. Because when the black right. man and the white man is in unity, nobody can right. whoop our ass. Nobody. And they're not going right. to stand against us if they see that we're angry at, but in unity. As long as they can separate us and make white people believe that black people are out in that street when there's not really black people out there because we, we'll go to jail, we're not doing it. But them, right. those yeah. people, once they know that we're together, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't fear I mean, them. Look, go, look God, at, don't fear them. Look, look at everything. Let me, look let, me at just everything make, let me just make one more point. One more point. Yeah, go ahead. Keep quiet. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I am amazed how the black reporters – or at least they claim to be black, They're on CNN and other and MSNBCs, 
turned on Kanye West when he was in the White House with President Trump, along with Jim Brown and some other black leaders. How the press turned on him as the ornament on the front porch. Uh, they used the N word to describe him. Joking Negro. And I, I'm, ama- Negro, I'm amazed. But they call him Uncle Tom. Everything you think of Cookie, the Cookie Boy. Everything you can think of. Yeah, but you know my, here's is, my point. But let's just let me finish. Going, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm oh, saying yeah. is, what I don't understand is that the, the Democrats and the left cannot see that they're making asses out of themselves because they're attacking <laughs> black people, and and it's important to try and keep the black. On the plantation. That yeah, is what they're saying. Kanye West straight off the plantation. That's why they're talking about Kanye West because what they're doing is to call the Willie Lynch letter. When Willie Lynch wrote this letter on how to keep a slave forever, he said if you get an uppity black man that talks back to the slave master, what you do is you take him and tar and feather him and beat him to death in front of all the slaves so the rest of the slaves will go back into their little corners. You understand? So they tried to beat me to death. I stood, I withstood it. I talked trash back. I ended up whooping their ass, and Trump ended up winning the election. And guess what? Now, Kanye West is standing up. Then Dave Chappelle is standing up. And then, um, I forgot the other guy to talk. Uh, Will Smith is standing up. All of a sudden, because, you know, when, when, the, when the witch dies, the monkeys go ding dong. The witch is dead. The make it quick. Make it quick, we're Mike. Against you. We're on are on our side all the time. So don't fear them, because the Lord is with you. Now the two right, brethren, right. Shem and Japheth, the Jew and the Gentile, the black man and the white man. Once we in unity, damn all of them. They going right, to have to right. submit well, or go to well hell. Said, well said, That's Mike. it. I'm not well going said. to slavery just because they won't, they don't like it. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going absolutely, to absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Dan, you wanted to finish your thought. Go ahead. No, I, 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 just, I just look at it, and I, I, I see that the, the, the Democratic Party is not listening to what they're saying. And whether it's immigration, whether it's Trump, whether it's the economy, whether it's Kanye West, whatever it is, they are not yeah. – somehow they're not hearing. I mean, we got – we have a battle now between – Hillary Clinton and Michelle Obama over Ugh. civility, and and I was amazed that Michelle would come out and criticize the Hillary Clinton, but but she did. The other other point right. I want to make, and I did this on your show your show Roy, and I wrote an article and I talked to you about Hillary Clinton as a candidate. And and you were yeah. absolutely angry with me, no end. For the first yeah. time this past weekend, the media is now saying she is the presumptive candidate for the Democratic Party. And the story that I wrote on her is that the Democratic – I said this, what, six months ago, Roy, that the Democratic yeah. Party yeah. – is, is, is positioning itself as the party of victims, and the ultimate victim is Hillary Clinton because she was the election was stolen away from her. And what we heard over the weekend 
was this new revelation that the Democratic Party is now the party of victims, women in general in specific. And Hillary Clinton is the biggest victim. I'm telling you, yeah. unless either, if she's not in an orange jumpsuit and she's not yeah. on a ventilator, yeah. she's going to be the candidate. Right. 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 Absolutely. I'm, I'm done. Absolutely. She's going to jail. Yeah. And let's let what we said to you. We're going to get right to you. But IQ, real quick, your thoughts, buddy. Well, I'll tell you, my thoughts are, while we are concentrating, well, in fact, we are, Donald Trump is concentrating on the fake media, you have had for the last 60 years the most demonic education system in the Western world, conducted yes, by leftists. The ones who are destroying America from within are not only the news media, but your education system, your professors, your educators. Right. They should be literally removed from office. I suggested a year ago with Dan that the United States should reinstate mandatory conscription because there is absolutely no way on earth you can uh, motivate the new generation of young men and women without putting them in the military because at the moment they are loose cannon. They have absolutely no civility. They have no education. They really have no education, by the way. The best students in America, the best students in Europe are Asian students. Asian by, you know, I don't mean Pakistan. I don't mean Bangladesh. I mean Chinese, Japanese, Koreans. They are the ones who are excelling because they have the family unity. And the family insists that the children will be educated to the highest degree. Western families don't care about their children. That's why they allowed their education system in America to collapse, literally. Correct me if I'm wrong. Please, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, oh, I mean, I I, I think you're absolutely spot on, and and Cynthia, you you deal you deal specifically in education. I know you probably have thoughts on this. Well, I think that the I mean there is a variation in the people in the United States. My children are all highly educated with, you know, advanced degrees. And so, you've been an attorney. Uh, not you've been an attor- Real quick, I want we're going to get your background in a second. I wanted you to tell you tell us about that in a second. But you've been an attorney for how long? Since nineteen eighty two. Oh wow! Whoa. Very nice. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so in I, California, in California, very cool. But continue with the education thing. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, so I agree though with the last man whose name I missed that um, our education system is failing children because now, especially in the in the colleges and universities, they're not yep. educating them to make decisions on their own because they're not showing them ways to contest their beliefs. They're basically telling them what to believe. And I actually saw that on a video or a recording by a young woman, Lindsay Shepard, up in Canada, where she had brought in a Jordan Peterson video just to show the class to get them talking. It wasn't that she necessarily supported him. The school called her into their meeting, and, and she brought a recording, and they railed on her for this. And at one point she said, but I 
I, I just wanted them to understand there was another side. It's not that I necessarily believed it. And the administrator right. said, well, that's the problem. In other words, right. you're not even supposed to show them the other side. And that is a disservice to our kids because how do you, it, you know, no wonder they're intimidated by other beliefs because they don't know why they believe what they believe because they've been told what to believe. It's crazy. It's a complete, and this it's is, a complete this is exactly it's what's a, happening with the BDS movement on the college yeah. campuses. Is there's only one side being shown, and that is yep. the you know the Palestinian side and and the Israeli yep. side. You know, with regard to God, what's going on in the Gaza Strip right now, you know that's never shown. It's only that there's the good guys and they're the bad guys, and the underdog is always the good guys or what they perceive to be the underdog. And like you said, I mean, even you know what's happening in the in the Chinese, um, you know, Harvard University just um, was talked about for um, discriminating against Chinese that they won't allow them, you know, that they allow a disproportionate amount of Chinese students into Harvard University, and then now have some proof, um, you know. And I just think yeah. all of these these sign these are signs of how our educational system has been hijacked. Very and, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And oh. uh, Cynthia, you want to respond to that? Go ahead. Well, I, I agree with her completely. I mean, whatever the party line is on campus, you know, you don't dare I, I disagree with it. I mean, look what happens to those conservative speakers that try to even speak there, or you know, right. Uh, right. Uh, commencement speakers. Uh, yeah. Speakers who are invited and then so, so uh, many disinvited because I mean, the children throw tantrums. Yeah, and Ben Shapiro and Coulter. Yep. Um, yep. So I think, you know, uh, Christina and now, yep. and now who's now Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk are now banned from a college that they can't speak at. I mean, they're <laughs> taking away free speech. And, you know, Josh, well, I know you went to see. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Cynthia. And then I'm going uh, to. Josh saw Jordan them. Peterson a couple weeks ago. But, Cynthia, go ahead. Completely. Yeah, they're brainwashing them. If you show people the other side, how do they ever cement their own views? That's why the only time people are insecure when you dispute them or disagree with them is when they aren't confident in their own position. And, that's right. what we're and if they right never now. learned the, the other position, how right. can they do dialectic in the first place? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. It's, 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 like a, it's like a one-dimensional dictatorship. It's either yep. you believe one ideology or you are the you are the enemy. You are the enemy right. if you do not believe, if you're not in their circle. And that's just scary. I mean, you know, free thought and free speech are one of the most important things uh, in our country, uh, you know, and that's the freedom of America. And, you know, we can't, that can never be taken away. I mean, it's just it's absurd right. that we're having a, even a war on that. But, uh, Josh, I know you saw Jordan Peterson uh, speak live. Uh, like I think it was a few months ago, maybe or maybe a month ago. But and you, you're on yeah, college campuses ago. every, and and you're on college campuses every day, Josh. I mean, you see this stuff. What are your thoughts? You know, specifically, you know what I will say, and uh, I, I like what was just said about you know when people get angry when they don't know their full position. I find specific, specifically with myself, whenever I have a speech to do or I'm talking to anybody about anything, when I actually have a formulated opinion and have statistics or a reason that I have that opinion, I can talk much more fluently without ums, without getting nervous, without stuttering, 
when I know what I'm talking about, everything just flows off the tongue. When you don't know what you're talking about, you get nervous. You get angry when people start to question what you did say because they make you look stupid. No one likes to look stupid. Uh, you know, and right. this is it's, – it's when you ignore when you ignore half of the facts. See, when you take out half the conversation and you get a one-sided conversation, when people bring up facts or um, different ways of thinking that you've never heard before, there's, you have two options. You can either say – Hmm, that's very interesting. I, I'll think about that. You know, maybe, you know, I still agree with my side, but maybe, you know, you can be, you can come at it with humility or you can brick wall it and say, well, I don't believe what you're saying. You're a racist. You're a Nazi. You're, you hate women. You're a homophobe. And that's the side that we're seeing the majority of. I agree with that. Absolutely. And, yeah, and somebody, I think, said earlier that, you know, we're going to have an uncivil war. Well, Hillary Clinton herself has said recently that you can't be civil with a party that's right. against everything you stand for. What? Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's and I was going to, I was going to get into that statement she made. I mean, that is da- beyond dangerous. I mean, she's basically calling for violence. And look what yeah. Eric Holder said: "Kick them, kick them." You know, I mean, this is sick. It is sick. It is sick. And, and whoever said that the Democrats are not hearing also was right. Um, you know, that black reporters are turning on blacks and et cetera. We had an instance where we were going to talk to the black caucus because we have a lot of black students who have been falsely accused. And so the black yeah. students went into the black caucus members at, in Congress to talk to them about this issue. And you know what they said? We can't yeah. help you because we are already beholden to victims. <laughs> right. Wow. Cynthia, Cynthia wow. please te- please tell everybody about yourself and what you're doing. I meant to do this when you called in, but we were talking about a topic that kind of resonated with what you were kind of what was going on with uh, what what you were kind of involved with. But uh, please tell us. So I am co-president of an organization called Families Advocating for Campus Equality. We've been around for four or five years. We basically advocate and support students who've been falsely accused on their campuses. Now, sometimes it's not false, but sometimes it is false. Either way, the college is coming to the wrong conclusion based on ideas like you should believe victims no matter what. And, you know, the whole trauma thing that I said earlier where, of course, nothing inconsistent means that they're actually lying. It means that they've been traumatized. So we've had, we've had about 1,000 kids come to us, traumatized, some suicidal, um, men, actually, many have thought about suicide. I mean, they, people don't, you know, when Kavanaugh got upset, our families understood and that. Real, because qu- real quick, real, I mean, the, the rise in the sexual abuse claims is insane after that whole Kavanaugh thing, the way all these, yep. now all these, go ahead though, you're, you were talk, you're saying something about the family, go ahead. Oh, they were so traumatized by the, um, by the Kavanaugh hearings. Their kids, the students that have gone through it themselves as well as their parents were very, very upset. It was really awful for a couple of weeks there. Um, you know, it's like they were reliving their nightmare, and it is a nightmare. These people, are, you know, you expel somebody for what? The definitions of what's a violation are ridiculous. You know, if you stare at somebody too long, if you ask them too many times for a date, I mean, God forbid. And if the two drunk kids have sex, it's always Guy's fault and he's expelled. So, I'm sorry, it, it's just gotten too much. I, it's unbelievable. And to see it right. seep into society as a whole is very frightening to me. 
Right. And the whole, and the whole, you know, jumping to straight to all women are victims, believe women. I've never seen so much insanity in my life with how the left, the liberals are uh, putting this narrative together and, and this whole brainwashing uh, tactic. I mean, it's, it's sick stuff. Uh, Dan Perkins, um, you know, you know, this is something you've talked, writ, wrote, written about, writ, written about uh, several times. Um, what is your? What, I mean, this is just crazy, man. Do we lose? No, I'm here. I'm here. You no, know, um, I'm saying this is this is something you you've talked about many times and written in many big papers for right, about, about right. this topic. Uh, yeah, it, it is a situation where we where we don't understand that uh, that the whole idea here is um, we have to identify victims. the The Democratic Party can only put together a, a coalition party of victims. So it, right. if there isn't a victim, they have to create a victim or a victim, and that's right. what they're doing with the, well, on the college campuses. That's what they're doing uh, with, with with immigration. All, all, all these things are to create victims who have identities within the Democratic Party, and right. and so what we're, we're 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 subdividing our country, yeah, along lines of of people who have some people who have serious problems, but other people who are hangers on, and as a result. Um, find themselves in a situation like the attorney was talking about people who are making accusations when they're not founded and um, are, are costing families an enormous amount of grief. Um, I saw a recent poll that talked about the attack on, on judge Kavanaugh that the, the, the white suburban women have grave concern for the well-being of their of their male children, their brothers, their fathers, their their uncles, uh, that their entire lives could be destroyed because somebody makes a false accusation. And we've got leaders in the Democratic Party, for example, Chuck Schumer was. Dan. Oh. Might have cut. Did he cut off? I don't hear him. No, Can I'm I here. add something. Do you mind if I add something? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, IQ, and then I want to get back to Cynthia. But go ahead, IQ. Yeah, for sure. What we have at the moment in the United States of America, there is a similarity. Just concentrate what I'm telling you. The victimhood card are used by two groups in America, as well as in Europe. Mm-hmm. The Muslims yeah. and the Democrats. And yeah. also, both cases, they project their own uncivility upon their victims. What, what do I mean? The Antifa group, they say they are anti-fascists, but they are the fascists. Yep. In the universities, they call them snowflakes. I never said they were snowflakes. I said these students in the universities who oppose any freedom of speech are the brown shirts of the Democratic Party. Because that's exactly what the brown shirts did in the 1930s. They suppressed the freedom of speech and allowed it to take over. 
Islam and the Democratic Party are in love with each other because they behave in exactly the same way. What do you think? Radical. I agree 100%. Radical. Yep, radical. I yep, think exactly. you're absolutely right. You hit it on the nail on the head. And this is a problem because our country can't against radical Islamism if half of our country is in favor of it. And because yeah, the Democratic it, Party has to be on that side, you know, it's a losing battle. I'm sorry to say. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and, Valerie, you used to work for Ronald Reagan. You know, you – I mean, this terrorism has been going on for a long time. And I, too, you've lived in the Middle East, and you escaped al-Qaeda and ISIS and are living, like I said earlier, in an undisclosed location in Europe because it's so crazy – that they will kill you if you do not believe in Islam. Like, these people are insane. And it's the same sort of thing with Democrats. If you don't believe what they, what they believe, you're their enemy. Like I just said earlier in the program. I mean, it's, it's fascism at its finest. But that's why, you know, that's why Islam and the Democratic Party are in love with each other. You're that's right. why, so what that's the why they want open borders. The Democratic Party wants open borders. That's why the Democratic Party does not want to double-check and triple-check the people who are coming to the United States of America. That's exactly why. By the way, there is always a solution to Islam. Everybody keeps saying that Islam is a religion. By whose definition is it a religion? I want to know. It's not a religion. It's not a religion. It's an ideology. It's a political. It's a political and cult system. It's a cult belief system. Why do I say cult belief system? Look at the Quran and look at the Muslims. Ask any Muslim. Ask any Imam. What is their first and most important item in their life? Is to emulate Muhammad. No, not Allah. Emulate Muhammad. Double check me. I never make mistakes on this subject. And the word never is true. They but emulate Muhammad. Muhammad. This is the Sunnah of Islam. This is the Sunnah of Muhammad. This is the Quran. This is Sharia. Why? Because according to, to Islam and Muslims, Muhammad was the most perfect creature that was ever created upon earth. He was superior right. to Jesus, superior to Moses, right. superior to Abraham. So if, and not if, since every Muslim male has to emulate Muhammad, and Muhammad was a pathological liar, a mass murderer, a terrorist, a predator upon women, and a, a rapist of a young girl, look at the Muslims in the West. Look at them. They are exactly the same. What is ISIS? They tell us, the news media tell us, that ISIS is radical. There is no such thing as shades in Islam. Has anybody ever heard of a radical Nazi, a moderate Nazi, a militant Nazi, or anything Nazi? No. A Nazi is a Nazi. A communist is a communist. And a Muslim is a Muslim. Who said that? Erdogan said that three, four years ago when he went and met with the uh, European leaders. He said, what the hell are you talking about shades of Islam? <laughs> There are no shades in Islam. Islam is Islam. Well, yes. this Islam is Islam. And every Muslim has emulated Muhammad. It's a cult belief system. It's not a religion. Right. And, and the, Valerie, I know you want to respond to this. We are in a limited time frame, though, but IQ's on every week. And, and Valerie, you're on every show, so we'll definitely get more into this whole Islam topic. But 
Um, Cynthia, I want to go back to you. You know, with what you deal with on college campuses, what are the situations? Like, I mean, you're an attorney. What kind of cases? I mean, you probably deal with everything. Like, give me, give me some examples. I mean, starting, it could be anywhere from what to what, like very petty to extremely severe. Well, honestly, most of what we see are the same stories repeated over and over again. We see cases where there was a drunken sex, you know, hookup one night, and the guy doesn't want to date the girl, so there's an accusation. And some of these accusations no, come as long as a year or more later. Yep. There's a boyfriend and girlfriend who break up, and he, she sees him with somebody else, and then there's an accusation. There's the cases where there's a religious parent who finds out their daughter has sex. We've had Muslim, Mormon, Christian. And then all of a sudden the girl says to her parents, well, I didn't really want to have sex. And then it blows up into this giant Title IX proceeding Uh. where the kid gets kicked out. I mean, it's the same stories over and over and over again. It's almost like clockwork. And everybody that comes into our group says, oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's like my case. (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, it's so And men are always the enemy, isn't it? Isn't it sick in society how men are always pointed to get the finger pointed at? One is once in a while we get an accused woman, and we do have some LGBTQ, but most of them are, are men. And they're great kids. You know, they're highly intelligent. They're Eagle Scouts. I mean, most of them are just the nicest kids you ever want to meet. Yeah, I mean, it's very it's, frustrating. And I, I can only imagine. I mean, uh, Jesus Christ, what you're going through on these college campuses. And, you know, yeah. it, do, it doesn't really help. And, you know, you real quick, I want to say, you know, we all know that probably 80% of colleges in our country are liberal. And, you know, they say they respect women and all this stuff. And this is kind of off topic, but, you know, but in a way it kind of relates to, to what, I, what I'm saying. But T.I., you know, came out with a music video of Melania Trump basically dancing naked on the White House table. Yeah, and, and that kind of thing, the left say they respect women and all these feminists, but they're basically cheering it on because it's Trump's wife. I, it, it really contradicts, um, you know, like, like going back to feminism, I, I don't want to get too off topic, but just just what the whole college narrative, uh, you know, say, it, it, it's, it's, it's sick. I mean, they, they say they, they all want all these women's rights, but when stuff like this happens, or Harvey Weinstein, or Bill Cosby, these these marchers are nowhere to be found, these protesters. I mean, but it's all about Donald Trump. And, um, you know, and ever since, uh, you know, this whole Me Too thing has risen uh, because they, they want to have something uh, to fight. I mean, basically, I don't know. I, it's so crazy. I mean, there's all these things going on. And college campuses are dealing with all this stuff. Yeah, it's really frightening. And, you know, the thing is that men are, you know, fewer and fewer men are going to college. And did you know that 77% of the 45,000 people that commit suicide every year are men? I mean, why do you think that is? Because they can't be men anymore. Exactly. They don't know what their role is. Right. right, and we have all these women that want to wear the pants, and uh, they want the man. They want the man to drive the pussy bus, 
And, uh, you know, it's just a, uh, it's, God, any guy that gets bossed around by his spouse, it's not the way it goes. It's not the way life works. The man should always wear the pants. I mean, you, you know, the woman, when she tries to be superior, eh, that's when it gets so, you know, I, I just think men can't be men anymore. They can't be macho. They can't be themselves. They can't, you know, free their minds. I mean, they, they're, they're so controlled. And, and, you know, just on college campuses, um, you see all of this. You know, like you said, the girl doesn't want to be with the guy. Um, you know, the, 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 or no, I mean, the guy doesn't want to be with the girl. So she rats him out and, I mean, she makes up a false accusation or, you know, he, uh, you know, says something really mean to her and hurts her feelings. And, you know, maybe, excuse my language, but comes on her face or something. I I don't, I I don't want to be too graphic, but maybe he does something that really makes her upset. And then she falsely accuses him of rape or, I mean, there's all these different scenarios. Right. Right, that's exactly it. And the processes are ridiculous. And you know what I've also noticed? You know what else I've noticed? What happens a lot in these media reports is the woman will want rough sex. She'll want hard sex, like, you know, like kinky stuff, kinky, all this kinky stuff. And then when the guy doesn't want her anymore, she'll go and say, oh, he raped me. And, you know, obviously – she can she can play around with that because there's marks, there's all this rough play. Uh, I'm sure you've dealt with cases like that, right? Right, right. In fact, that's a thing on campus now. You know, these young people think it's fun to do BDSM, you know, and so they all yeah. do kinky stuff. And so, you know, they get involved in these relationships, and then, you know, one party gets angry, and that's exactly what's happened. I've seen several of those cases. That's not a surprise to me. But I wanted to say that you don't you have to realize what these processes are like that these kids go through. I mean, yeah. as an attorney, I was blown away. I kept saying, this is America. You can't do that. But they basically call him in. They interrogate the kid. They don't even tell him what he's accused of, right? right. And then they right. go and they say, okay, well, you can't talk to anybody on campus. So they can't talk to any witnesses. They can't collect evidence. And they won't let them see the evidence against them. Or if they do, they'll say, come into my office and you can look at it for an hour, but you can't copy it. I mean, it's ridiculous. If you're looking for the truth, why would you not let them see the evidence? And so the kids, and they say to the kid, oh, just tell the truth, you'll be fine. So they go into these hearings, and the school is basically a prosecutor. And the kid is going, oh, my God, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old, they don't know what they're doing. They're not supposed to, they don't know how to defend themselves. And so literally they are railroaded, and the kid is like, blindsided by this whole process and then they're suspended for a lengthy period or expelled and of course you know they're falling apart it's it's really unbelievable it's not american so this is a this is a whole different legal quote-unquote legal process than the one in the united states because it's on a college campus yes absolutely it's called title nine and obama put in certain rules that made it easier to find people guilty like he changed the um standard of evidence to more likely than not. So it's like 50.0%, you're sure, maybe. And then he um, he said that the due process of an accused shouldn't interfere with the rights of the victim. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
and these campuses are already liberal and they're already saying believe the victim. Oh my God. So it's been so Betsy DeVos is trying really hard to fix this, and yet she's being railed against for oh you're taking away our rights. You don't care about victims, and that's not true. What she does care about is making the process fair for both sides. But they don't like that because it's going to be harder right. to find somebody guilty. They want it to be easy. That's the thing. They want it to be easy. What, yeah. So this is what, what happened with those boys from, the, from Duke that were all accused yep. of rape and they didn't do anything and their whole lives were destroyed by this process. And they were found innocent eventually, right. Or right. the UVA case but, with that girl who claimed all that rape. Or There's so many cases now where they, they've discovered their fault. But, you know, the problem is that the lower-income kids too late. and minorities can't afford lawyers. And if there's not a lawyer sitting there, even though they don't let the lawyer talk, they tell him he's a potted plant. Even if he's sitting there, they're, they're, they try to follow their rules more closely. But the courts are catching on. There's been a lot of decisions recently. In fact, there was one unbelievably out of a California state appellate court recently where the court said, I can't believe you teach all these you know, rules in college and here you are violating them all. You know all the yes. all the fairness and presumption. So that and that was a California no court. But that's hard. You know, for a long time they kept saying, "Oh, we'll just defer to the schools." Well, they know what they're doing until they started to realize that there were not. And girls are saying they're taking Title IX. They say they're using it as a verb. I'm going to Title IX that guy if I don't like him. Wow. Right? Wow. So You're is right. it the same wow. rule on every college campus? Well, yes, because well, if they accept any federal funds, then there's only like a handful. Of, there's only a handful uh-huh. of colleges that don't accept, you know, Hillsdale that kind of thing. But most of them accept federal funds, and so these rules that Betsy DeVos is trying to fix are applicable to every campus, whether it's private or public. It's unbelievable, really. It's unbelievable. Who in Congress? Who in Congress would be working on something like this? Well, that we could try to get some people to go lobby. Because we go lobby, it, we usually try to target the department or the um, health committee in the Senate and the, uh, I forgot what it's called in the House, and then the judiciary in both House, in the Senate and the House. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh-huh. unfortunately, the Republicans have been more sympathetic, although, honestly, they still don't do much, and it's very frustrating. But when we bring the kids in to tell their own stories, we, you know, we've, had, we've made a lot of difference in how people react. They now realize it is a problem. The Democrats, for the most part, they don't give the crap about these kids. Right. Uh, John, you know, go ahead. You know, yeah, you know, I will say, uh, so I'm a, I was a lobbyist in D.C. for a couple of years with the heartbeat bill, and uh, we worked with the Judiciary Committee very aggressively because that's where that bill is right now. You know, I would think that a lot of those, more of those Republicans, you know, we didn't mess with the Democrats on a pro-life bill, but, you know, a lot of those, I feel like a lot more of those Republicans really – uh, should be more aggressively on, and you know, if if I could offer any any help with that, I would love to. Um, but you, you know, I feel oh, I like would love that. I feel like that's something they need to get jumped on. You know, uh, yeah. Contact. Well, There's been, really no reason not. We and a couple other organizations have been. You know, there's another organization that I'm on the board of called Save Stop Abusive and Violent Environments, and they go almost every month to Congress and lobby on these issues. And there are some Republicans that have been great, like Senator Langford. Um, you know, Grassley's been weird lately. He hasn't really been very helpful. But um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'd have to look at my list. But there are some that have been much better than others. Uh, Virginia Fox in the, ho- in the House has been great. And then on the other hand, we have Patty Murray, who's just scary. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, Patty you know, I, yeah. I feel like he's guys like Jim Jordan from Ohio and, and Mike Johnson from, uh, I think he's from Louisiana. Yeah, I feel like good. a couple of those guys really, really need to, you know, you know, and especially with with you know with uh, with Jim Jordan, he's he holds some weight now on that judiciary yeah. committee, as well as guys like Gowdy and whatnot. I, you know, uh, I I'd, I'd absolutely maybe we should get in, cut, in touch because I'd love to I'd love to be able to get some of those guys support because we've got yeah, I think I we have yeah. seventy something co-sponsors on our on our bill, and I mean wow. I don't see why we couldn't get that for well, the, for that bill. I, I see no reason right, why right. not. Right, well, right. We've been working with the regulation. Um, you know, that's what we've been trying to do um, with the Department of Education directly. But honestly, what we're afraid of is, you know, the new administration comes in and then they change the regs. Uh, we really would prefer to have some kind of uh, legislation, but we have uh, Claire McCaskill and Kirsten Gillibrand who are pushing their ridiculous bill that only codifies everything that's wrong with the Obama rules. Right. Uh, well, yeah. hopefully in a few yeah, weeks right. that'll change. We're hoping. After the election. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, they, they're not, they aren't very great. Oh, Mike Lee is another one that was great. Uh, um, yeah, I'd have to look at my list. I mean, I keep a record of every meeting we have, so. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get your information from Roy. I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd great. love to link up. Great. That's um, great. Before you go, Cynthia, um, I do got to let you go, but it's been a pleasure having you. But what are your future projects? What are you? What's what's going on uh, here in the future? What do you got going? Well, we're working on the, the regs now. They should be the draft regulations should be out soon, and that then there'll be a 60-day comment period. So you know the problem is that there are fewer accused than there are victims, and these victims come out of the woodwork and file all these comments and. There is something to be said for the number of comments they receive. So we have right. to get our people, you know, energized, and they've been great in the past, but still we're always a minority no matter how way, how you look at it. So um, that's what we'll be doing. And then, you know, we always have side things going on. We, um, As an organization, we've been so busy we haven't, had, haven't even had a chance to do funding, you know, raise money, and we really need to do some of that. But yeah. We always put it on the back burner because what's really important, you know, is the advocacy and then the family support. You know, the family support right. is huge because these people, they're meeting people that have been through what they have. They're afraid to tell anybody. And it's like so, um, so wonderful to see them actually ha- talk to somebody who completely understands what it's like. A- absolutely. Cynthia, you've been an, uh, an incredible guest and, uh, you know, raising money uh, is one of my specialties. You know, I oh. I do a lot of different <laughs> venture ca- different venture capitalist stuff, different crowdfunding stuff like that. So you and I will talk. Um, but oh, that'd be please wonderful. Promote, yeah, please promote whatever you have um, going on right now. Uh, any your website where people can find you? Yes. Are you in Are you in Phoenix? I am in Phoenix. Yeah. So wherever anybody can find you online, just to find your work. No, we'll be there next, oh, cool. next couple of weeks because we have a place in Scottsdale. So maybe we can actually meet. That'd be great. Yeah, we actually, we we, we for sure will. We'll definitely make that happen. Forward to it. Um, but yes. yeah, uh, the, I, it's been an honor having you on. Uh, where can the audience find more of your information? Uh, families Advocating for Campus Equality. It's org. 
Um, you know, I'd probably put the whole word in, although sometimes if you just put in face, it comes up, but usually you have to put in families advocating for campus equality. Excellent. Kind of perfect. Perfect. Cynthia, thank you so much. And we will have you back soon. And, uh, I'll, Great. I'll meet you when you're. I'll meet you when we're here, and you, we'll talk. I'll meet you when we're here when you're here, and we'll talk business. Sorry, <laughs> in a little way. My, my mouth was dry. Sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> have a great night, and thank you for coming on. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. She was a fantastic guest. Wow, she was great. Um, really appreciate her insight. Um, I do want to mention couple quick things before we go. The U.S. wins the title of the world's most competitive economy for the first time in a decade. That was announced today. I mean, this, we're breaking records nonstop. Another huge thing in the economy, job openings hit a new record high of 7.1 million. I mean, we are living in a time that, I mean, the American dream is the best it's ever been. Um, new information out today. Um, Hillary Clinton, which I meant to uh, talk to Dan about, uh, gave up her security clearance <clears throat> after the whole private server scandal. So there's something going on here. Hillary Clinton is uh, is definitely up to something. As this story obviously progresses, uh, and moves on. I mean, moves forward, and we get more information. But ooh, it's a little. That's, it smells really fishy. I'll tell you. Uh, IQ, you know what I'm referring to? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. But uh, Hillary Clinton actually is a negative for the Democratic Party. You know, oh, they yes. haven't learned anything since 2016. The Democrats. No. Are, I keep repeating okay. it, but it's true. The Democrats right. have the same mindset as the Muslims. They never learn anything from history. Never. So they repeat it. <laughs> Honestly, true. they repeat it's it true. again and again and again. It's you the definition to, of insanity. Well, they are the same. Both yeah. of them are insane. Both of them. Yep. There is no right. rational thinking among Muslims. I know it sounds exactly. egregious to the politically correct dimwits. But I'm not right. interested in the politically correct dimwits. I right. tell it the right. way it is. There are 57 Muslim-majority states in the world, running one and a half billion followers of Muhammad. Did you know right. they haven't got a single university? They don't have a single accredited university among 57 Muslim-majority states. Jesus. Why is that? We got about we got we got about a minute and a half left. But that's that's crazy though, IQ. That's that's insane. Um, but real real quick, I do want to say uh, I didn't want to spend a bunch of time on Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren. But let's just say her DNA test for being Native American is zero percent. It's just as much as a white person. Uh, so she is a phony liar. Um, another great another great announcement: the Alec Baldwin show uh, premiered yesterday and it totally flopped in ratings nobody wants to see that guy i mean that guy is such a scumbag with the whole uh i mean and he impersonates trump so terribly he's not even good at it i mean it's it's it absolutely uh, uh pathetic and it's it's makes him look like a moron uh alex baldwin um and good news out today as well 
actually, this is this is good news. You know, uh, the last couple of days haven't been so good news. But Grassley tells Democrats he will uh, press ahead on Trump's judges. So uh, expect to have more Supreme Court judges um, very soon because we have Ginsburg, who is about to retire, and then we and, who's a, who, and then we have somebody else who's about to retire. Uh, who are both, I believe, Democrats in their, in their 80s. So we have a lot to look forward to. So in reality, Trump's going to get about two more Supreme Court judge picks. I mean, that's what it's looking like right now. I mean, our, our country is looking really, really good. I mean, I feel so fantastic about it. Um, I do want to say rest in peace uh, to Dennis Huff, the owner of the Bunny Ranch. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away today at age 72. Uh, Sheriff Joe uh, Arpaio, my good friend, who I know very well, um, and he was over there with uh, Dennis Huff last night giving a speech for, him, for Dennis Huff for his political campaign because, as everyone knows, Dennis Huff uh, won the election in Nevada uh, as the Republican nominee, and uh, he was a big Donald Trump supporter. And, uh, you know, uh, they, all, they all know each other really well, Trump, uh, Arpaio, and uh, Huff. And uh, it's, you know, uh, it's really sad. It's a really sad day. Uh, Joe, I talked to Joe Arpaio earlier, and it's crazy that he was just with him 12 hours before he died. So uh, rest in peace, Dennis Huff, and uh, you are a fantastic businessman. Uh, I also want to say rest in peace to Microsoft co-owner Paul Allen, uh, also owner of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, tough, tough loss uh, losing him yesterday. Uh, he was the guy that co-founded Microsoft with Bill Gates uh, when they were younger. So uh, he was an incredible man and very, very brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, to, uh, to close the show, uh, we do have some more things, uh, but I will get to those tomorrow. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, real quick though, um, I, IQ, you can promote anything. Uh, people where people can find your book and your website? Very simple. Just Google my name, El Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I, and enjoy it. Excellent. And uh, Valerie, go ahead real quick where people can find you. Thank, thank you, IQ. Sure. Um, BackyardJihad.com is my book, and yep. our company is uh, SkyRaceSecurity.com. Excellent. And uh, Josh, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram if you'd like, at J-O-S-H-H-L-A-V as in Victor, A-T-Y. Appreciate it, Rory. Absolutely. And I do want to say uh, another last headline. Google is getting a search competitor engine called DuckDuckGo, and they have reached 30 million searches a day. So the left-wing liberal Google uh, is in trouble right now because they – the American people are waking up to the bias. Um, but that was... Uh, also, there's the one called Bing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but everybody, uh, please visit RorySodder.tv. You can also visit our new website, which we're still putting fully together, but it's going. Uh, the Next Gen USA. That's the N-E-X-G-E-N-U-S-A.com. Uh, you can also visit the Donald J. Trump store.com. Again, that's the Donald J. Trump store.com. And also visit get your app built.com. Again, that's get your app built.com. 
I want to thank all my special guests. I want to thank all my co-hosts. I want to thank my audience. I want to thank my sponsors. It's been an incredible episode. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow night. Um, God bless all of you, and uh, cheers, everybody. Thank you.